0: Hi, the MediaTelkom country teams carry on deliberating upon the observations emerging in their draft country case studies. We are closing in to the end of this series. This episode is the one before the last, and in that we present the case of Croatia. We have Srinka Perusko and Iva Nenadic from the Zagreb University present to tell the story. Croatia
1: The creation team has concluded with a draft case study, case study one, on the research histories and research uh, availability in the four uh, risk and opportunity areas for deliberative democracy. That is uh, the legal framework and how the freedoms of expression and information are researched, the issue of journalism and the position of journalists and the media market media usage and media competences. And um, in the second study, we have analysed primarily the critical junctures and the developments in these fields to ascertain how the media system in Croatia within these four fields is able to support deliberative communication or provide a risk of deliberative communication. So what we need to, before going there, into more detail about our findings in these uh, four areas, I would like to highlight in this introduction two main issues. One pertains to media research in Croatia, We are one of the few uh, post-socialist countries, Um, in addition, for instance, to Poland and to Czechoslovakia at that time, that uh, had uh, communication and media research start already in the 1960s. Unlike in these other two countries I mentioned, uh, we also had quantitative and uh, empirical research. That was happening within social sciences, especially uh, by the end of 60s and then 70s, 80s. So in different areas of social sciences, you know, we had uh, quantitative surveys performed by academics and by research institutes and so on. And in terms of the theoretical background, the theoretical home of the communication discipline in Croatia, it is firmly Western. So this was already ascertained at the end of the 90s by Slav Kospli, a famous Slovenian sociologist and communication scholar who studied published work for the previous uh, 50 years in Yugoslavia, of which Croatia was part of, as well as Slovenia at that time, and found uh, that uh, the firmly Western framework of understanding media and communication was present in Yugoslavia. There was no socialist media te- theory or Soviet media theory in Croatia. This has been a definite benefit for Croatian media research today as well, as it allowed us to have a legacy of knowledge before 1990s. So the communication research did not start with the democratic transition. On the other hand, Croatia had a more difficult uh, critical juncture in the 1990s because the dissolution of Yugoslavia also brought a war to our new state. Yugoslavia dissolved in a bloody war, Croatia was fighting for independence. All of this influenced very difficult transition to democracy. For us, the uh, 1990s was not the ten years of uh, rapid advancement of international cooperation, of international study, of international contacts like it was for other post-socialist countries in Central and Eastern Europe, but was actually a time of regression in terms of research because we were cut off from many international contacts and so on. The second juncture, which is also combined political and economic, because of course you have to remember that in the 1990 transition, it was not only a political transition, but also economic transition from a socialist to a capitalist market economy, in which I'll talk a little bit more about that in, when we talk about journalism, but also social transformation in 2000, we had um, a critical juncture which was very important for the future development of the media system, although different changes had already started in the 90s in terms of opening up of the media system to allow private um, companies, etc. But the change of government in 2000, a completely new view of a pluralist media policy emerged. And um, after 2000, we had a number of reforms within the media system, which were very helpful in terms of a future development of uh, the media structures. So this kind of historical information is really important to contextualize the findings that we have for the two decades from 2000 to 2020, which we have undertaken in our study you. Yeah.
2: try to give a very brief overview of the legal context for media and journalism in the country in Croatia. And before starting with some insights from this dimension, I would like to stress that in line with what was already said with the critical junctures, that those legislative changes or the legislative developments are kind of always linked to the political will, so the will of the electoral winners and their goals. This has to be seen in that light as well. And in particular, the specific context of the development of statehood in Croatia is kind of reflected also in the developments in this area. In particular, in relation to building, to acknowledging, recognizing, building freedom of expression in the country. In Croatia, freedom of expression is one of the basic constitutional rights and freedoms. There are constitutional guarantees for freedom of expression and freedom of thought, which also include in particular and very explicitly mentioned freedom of the press and other media, and freedom of speech and public opinion. The same article of the Constitution also forbids censorship and grants journalists the right to freedom of reporting and access to information. The scholarly debate and expert debate have uh, mostly focused on limitations to freedom of expression imposed by the protection of the right to privacy, the right to honor and reputation, and against hate speech which has been discussed lately. We also have some specific laws, such as the Media Act or the Electronic Media Act, and both of them contain specific provisions protecting freedom of expression and freedom of the media. So, in general, freedom of expression and freedom of the media are well guaranteed by the existing legal framework. The country has not decriminalized defamation. The issue is continuously and widely discussed, and we've had several cycles of the changes in the criminal code that have tried to better define this area in relation also with the relevant EU legislation in this field. And this in particular was intensified during the EU accession period that the country relatively recently went through. So on one hand is the existence of laws and the legal protection of certain matters, on the other hand is the actual situation in practice. We cannot really say, or in the course of last two decades that this project is focusing on, there were generally no major incidents of blatant intrusion, such as outright state censorship or media shutdowns. However, experts and scholars continuously document and report on different violations of journalistic freedom, and in particular of uh, their freedom of expression. And I think one of the cases that we should definitely highlight is the case of the public service media, which is perceived as controlled by the government and is criticized for censoring its own journalists. And I think this is one of the probably key problems from the point of view of protecting freedom of expression and media freedom in the country. And another thing that has become very prominent especially in the past couple of years is generally high number of lawsuits against journalists so called slaps or strategic lawsuit against public participation it has we can say that somehow and also based on the available evidence we can claim that it has become a systemic problem which negatively potentially negatively impacts media freedom in the country and in particular problematic is the fact that in many cases it is the public service media being in the spotlight for filing a number of lawsuits against its own journalists. Since the country's independence there has been an increase in lawsuits and defamation charges against journalists raised by politicians, businessmen and other public figures. And we have some studies, some research from 2019 that shows that there were more than 1,000 cases directed toward journalists by politicians and other public figures. And as I said already, with some of the lawsuits initiated by the public service broadcaster in the country against its own journalists. So this is very telling and also having in mind the size of the country. And Croatia is not a big country with not a big population. When speaking about freedom of information, again, we have a situation in which the freedom of uh, uh, or the right to access information is recognized in the constitution and is protected by a specific law. This law was first adopted in 2003 and in 2013 the parliament adopted a new law on access to information. With the biggest novelty of this new law, it was the introduction of the information commissioner. Uh, This is an independent body for protection of the right to access to information and it also has a mandate to monitor and promote this right and the right to access information and the right to reuse of information. Again, we see a relatively big discrepancy between the existing laws and how uh, they are being drafted and their actual implementation because in the implementation specifically referring to whether journalists in Croatia enjoy full and effective access to official documents or so whether they can exercise their right to access information, which is also in the public interest. The situation is a bit more gloomy and also based on the reports of the information commissioner, we see that uh, over 60% of public authority decisions are somehow illegal and requests for to access information are often rejected despite publicly available guidance from administrative and judicial practice that has set clear standards of conduct and uh, according to which such information should be made available. And another problem are delays, which we know that are problematic in journalism. There is time pressure in journalism, things need to be published If not immediately, then soon after immediately. So when you have this kind of delays, it's problematic. And uh, at the very end, I would just like to briefly touch upon the recent developments in this area in relation to the problem of disinformation and hate speech online. So we see that uh, at the level of EU and in some member states, there is a very vivid discussion and some very interesting developments in this area because the European Commission has recognized the exposure of citizens to a large scale, in particular, online disinformation is one of the major challenges for the European democracy and is trying to put up so-called European approach that is tackling this problem. Of course we are trying to highlight and emphasize that maybe a regulation of content is not the best solution here, probably is not, and it's very difficult to expect that one single law or one single policy intervention or initiative can solve these very complex and multi-layered problems. But what we are seeing at the moment in croatia is that and again what we need to emphasize here is the distinction of the difference between hate speech and disinformation because hate speech in most of the countries including in croatia is illegal speech so it's something that is illegal and it's usually a criminal offense on the other hand disinformation is harmful but not necessarily illegal again there are different national frameworks that define in which situation or in which occasion the spread of disinformation may become illegal or even criminal offence, for example, when it represents a very big harm for the public health or public order and so on. So when uh, looking at these two areas that are somehow connected We didn't see much developments in Croatia in the past couple of years. We assume that the country is kind of waiting more specific EU guidance in this area to improve also the national framework.
1: The journalism domain is the area which has been perhaps researched uh, the longest within the creation among these four areas of uh, study that we have chosen here to look at uh, in relation to the deliberative communication and uh, the status and the context of journalism development is a really important area as well. We have to recognize in relationship to to journalism developments are, I think, two key issues. One is the importance of economic junctures in relation to the development of journalism. I already mentioned the post-socialist transition to capitalism in the early 90s, but we also have to mention the 2008 economic uh, downturn and uh, economic crisis at the global level which influenced uh, Croatian media a lot, especially the print media companies and as well as the recent COVID pandemic, which also had uh, economic impact on the journalism profession and the media companies. Both of these crises have actually constrained the media market. Uh, They have uh, negatively impacted uh, the possibility of the media companies to produce and uh, to pay their journalists, and many journalists lost their jobs. The circulations of the newspapers, especially the printed uh, newspaper in 2008, uh, went steeply down, and this downturn has continued to this date. Another juncture, which is important in relation to the journalism profession, but also in relation to media usage and competences, but is also reflected, as Eva just mentioned recently, in terms of the legal framework, is the communication juncture, the digital term. The digitalization of communication in the past 20 years, but perhaps even more pronouncedly in the past 10 years, has really influenced how media companies work, how journalists work, how people consume news, and how journalists and media companies produce news, and also other kinds of programs. We have to also think that the whole global media system with the possibility to download and stream content from all over the world is impacting the media system, although Of course in this project we focus on the news and current affairs which have a relationship to how we understand democracy and possibility to develop deliberate democracy. These junctures also shape the changes in the past 10 or 20 years respectively. In terms of the position of journalists in Croatia, I think Two issues are key. One is the very long tradition of the Croatian Journalists Association, which was founded at the beginning of the 20th century. It also has a very important role in the Croatian media system, although in recent decade, not all the journalists who work in Croatia are members in this association. And there were attempts by other groups to form competing journalist associations, but these attempts were of short life and not really successful. And there's also a journalistic union, which fights very much for the position of journalists. In spite of this, uh, not all the journalists in Croatia have protection at the national level from work contract uh, that would allow them to have uh, like a unionized uh, position, but this is only available in some of the media. And this, of course, puts the journalists in a more difficult position because they have little leverage against employers in case they don't want to or cannot abide by agreed upon contracts in the beginning. While this is not something that happens at all times, at times of crisis, like in 2008 and in the COVID, many uh, temporary journalists uh, were laid off. Many had their salaries cut, and precarity of the profession is really high in Croatia, and this is one of the issues that is always highlighted. On the other hand, journalism education has been present also in Croatia since the end of the 60s at the Faculty of Political Science of the University of Zagreb, and then from mid-80s as a full-time four-year bachelor's degree, Today, after 2000, uh, there were many new programs in communication and media started in different universities in Croatia. But this remains the only program with the journalism title focus. And um, as in some other countries, sometimes the employers uh, don't see this education as being enough. Although in recent years, uh, the program was restructured to include practice with media companies, in addition to having its own television, radio and print labs and publications and television and radio programs produced. In terms of media usage, the changes that journalism is facing because of the digitalization and the pandemic in recent years has been sort of speeded up towards digital as the main channel of approaching news, even though television still has a primary role for the majority of the people, a source of news, especially the older people, the online has taken over in terms of uh, news access. Well, television has the first place in media use, um, including um, different subjects and genres in terms of news use, online and digital has come to the first place. This poses a question. What will happen to journalism and what will happen to the media in the future when most people don't pay for news? I think uh, that uh, some 8% of Croatians are willing to pay and pay regularly for their news uh, subscriptions um, because traditionally uh, we don't have a history of subscription to newspapers or the news. Of course, apart from the public service television, which has always had a subscription-based funding from the 1960s when it was introduced for the first time. So what we see also are some changes and divisions between older and younger media users where younger tend to use much more digital sources. And for instance, uh, our students, when you ask them, how they approach the news, they always only mention the telephone as the point of contact. And this leads us to the last area with which I will conclude, and these are the media competences area, and um, this has been primarily uh, researched in Croatia through the idea of media literacy, and this has been very much uh, researched, especially in relation to younger people, to children and the building of skills to use the digital media but not so much in relation to older people and so we think that um, this um, particular area still needs a lot of research to be done in order to understand how all of the citizens can be brought to enjoy the benefits of the digital systems and the digital media era.
0: Croatia Thank you for joining us. We have only one more country case to present. Coming very soon. I was Urma Sloyt, the Minister of communication officer. Please stay tuned.